Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word, share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Good day there and welcome to the 105th episode of the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It's so lovely to have you here this morning. What do we have coming up in CWIB tomorrow at 11 a.m. on our Facebook page? That's Tuesday the 19th of March in Sydney, Australia time. We have our live Q&A. Now you should have already heard a live Q&A that we recorded before. So the idea is that you send in your questions, whether it's to do with business, family, marketing, you name it. And then I'll be doing a live session on our Facebook page. We turn in that into a podcast episode too. So if you miss it, don't worry, you might miss out. But if you have some questions that you would love answering about business, um, I would love to hear them and love to help answer them. I always say if I can't answer them, I'll find someone who can. So send those in. You can either direct message us through Instagram or Facebook or send an email to hello at christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. We also have coming up in our community a Bible study challenge. And this will be starting a week after we have our second intakes for the year. So intakes is about two weeks away. And then we'll be having our Bible study challenge Um, which we'll be doing in our community. Last year we did it for everyone, but this year we're we're keeping it in the community. So if you want to be involved in that, pop your applications in now to become a member. So once the intakes open, um, you'll be ready to go and you can join us straight away with that. And I look forward to hosting that. So today on the podcast show, we are joined by another beautiful lady from the USA. And her mission is to reach out to women in a really relatable way in order to encourage and empower them to walk confidently in the identity that was written over them or is written over them. Her favorite thing to do on the weekend is slow Saturday morning mornings with her beautiful kids uh, and call it coffee and cancake day i'm interested to hear what the can means (laughs) visiting the beach riding bikes with the fan bam reading and writing welcome to the show tara smith thank you i'm so glad to be here and i just love your accent so much i have to say (laughs) (laughs) i have to say tara is one of my favorite people to have on the podcast show so far because she tells me i actually sound australian so there we go, 10 she years did, yes. trying to put on an Aussie accent <laughs> and it's finally working. <laughs> confirmed, yes. <laughs> so just to confirm and to reiterate, what is a cancake? Okay, so cancakes are just pancakes, but my kids, that's what they call them. So every Saturday morning, they run into our room and get right in my face until I open my eyes and they say, mommy, it's coffee and pancakes day. So that means like, get up right now. We want pancakes. <laughs> okay. So it's not actually a thing that's no. like 
it's like our our <laughs> insight, little, yeah. okay, that's cute I'm like mm, maybe it's a food I don't know about <laughs> we're starting something yeah <laughs> so whereabouts in the USA from so originally I am from the Central Valley of California and we just recently moved to the Central Coast. So I'm in a town called San Luis Obispo and we're about like 15 minutes from the beach. Oh, lovely. Yes, it's beautiful here. So that would be on California's on the western side of the US. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have like the rugged beaches on that side? Or yeah, so the Central Coast is kind of unique in that it's kind of there's a I wouldn't say mountains and more like hills um but they kind of meet right up against the beach and so you see these like cliff type mountain structures and then ocean and then there's all these coastal pine trees and it's just amazing sounds beautiful yeah that's cool all right well we've got some questions for you today so can you uh briefly so you've just given us a little you know snippet of your life as sure. you were started in one place and now you're in beautiful beaches but can you tell us a little bit about your story and and where you ended up and what you're doing today and how you kind of got there yes of course so um like I said I grew up in the valley of Bakers it's called Bakersfield I grew up with my sister and a single mom for a lot of years and my parents had divorced when I was young and I was totally like the shy kid growing up I never put myself out there. I was, I was just worried about everything and super anxious as a kid. Um, and then growing up on into high school and then college, I started to kind of force myself to step out of my comfort zone because I knew that was the only way I would ever experience anything different and grow. And so I studied abroad in college and then made a couple other decisions that kind of stretched me and pushed me. Like moving away from home was a big deal for me. And then after getting married, I became a teacher. And so I taught for six years. And um, during my last year of teaching in 2018, it was probably April, I would say, I started to get an idea for a book. And I had never considered writing before. I loved my teaching job. And it was just something that I had had a passion for over time. Even growing up, I would like write little poems and little stories. And it was just something I really enjoyed. But you kind of get in your own head and you think, oh, I can never be a writer though. Like that's for other people, like with big dreams and people who can really go for it. And that's just not me. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like put it off and off. And then finally April came and I had just finished up with a Bible study with a group of girls, other moms that were like me that had young kids and that were also working. And it had just been like a really real time for all of us in the group where it was kind of the first time we all felt comfortable being really honest and real with one another. And I realized what a value that um, type of community was. Mm -hmm. And so as I got this idea for my book, it kind of just came really quickly and I started writing and I knew I wanted to provide something for women, especially moms who, especially working moms too, who felt like, I really want to get in this time with God, but I don't have a whole lot of time in my schedule and I want something that's real and relatable. And so it just kind of was birthed out of walking through that. Yeah. And the ideas just kind of poured out as I wrote and that's how I knew like this was something God really wanted me to do. And so what's this book called? It's called Remain, 50 Devotions to Abide Like You Belong. Okay. And so in those devotionals, 
did so that just flowed out or were you doing kind of your own bible study like how did that all flow to become to become your book like was it I know you're saying you know you got your inspiration and things but like did you really get into okay so I'm writing this devotional like did it take I guess my question is did that help take you on a journey as well with God as you were writing it Definitely. So I've always been a journaler and I've done like numerous Bible studies. I, I've done a lot of the Proverbs 31 ministries studies through the first five app and she reads truth. I've kind of done a lot of different studies and I'm also a pastor's wife. So there's been a lot through our church that I've been participating in. So I kind of, I went back in journals and I looked through the things that I had been learning and the ways that God had been speaking to my heart over a couple of years And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much good content here. Like moms and women everywhere need to hear this. And so that was where a lot of it came from. And then as I started writing, I felt like God was reminding me of like personal times in my life um, where he showed me his truth and grew me and stretched me in different ways. And I just felt like he was just kept telling me, come on, keep going. Women need to hear this. (laughs) Sometimes we can often, like you say, not think what we have to say is relevant and you know we tell ourselves all these stupid lies but it's amazing I mean even if we just change our attitude to go you know what this is just God using me even if I don't think my words are going to affect people doesn't mean that they're not and it doesn't mean that God can't use them he he even uses mistakes like we might put something out there and go oh gosh that was a mistake Yes. You know, and then he uses that as well. I know now, even like two and a bit years into Christian women in business, I might write a devotional, write something out and go, gosh, that's rubbish. Like, what was I even thinking? I can't believe I posted that. And then the next day you'll get a message from someone going, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that today or whatever it was. And you're like, what? Absolutely. I feel like that's been like the story of my life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) oh that's good so can you share five tips on your craft for someone who's thinking about starting a similar business to you or even what you've learned from starting your business or like becoming an author and a blogger sure so number one I would just say you have to decide to go for it kind of just what we were talking about fear can keep us in such a place of comfort and then that stunts our growth And then I would say commit it to prayer because if it's not in God's will for you to do this thing, then it's not going to be fruitful and it's not going to bless your life the way that it would if if you were working right in the middle of God's will. Because I've had times also where I've been inspired by something and, and thought, maybe I'll do that, but then didn't feel the peace of God over that. And so I think there's definitely a point where you can say, you know, God, this is for you and... I'm going to commit this to prayer. And if I feel like you're leading me in this way, then I'm going to just go for it and forget the fear. And you have to kind of ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen, but also that what's the best that could happen out of this? Absolutely. Yeah. The best is you can mess up. You think you've messed up. You haven't really messed up and someone gets something out of it. (laughs) Exactly. And I have to remind myself of that, especially as I get into the blogging world. Like I feel like such a newbie and everyone else has been doing it for years now. And is super successful. And I have to just keep reminding myself the purpose that God set out for me is just as important as anyone else's. And it's unique to me and to the people that are going to be reading it. And so I'm doing it 
for him and for them also. And I can't discount what I have and the experiences I've been given and the influence I have. I can't discount that because I want to compare myself to someone else. Absolutely. And you can't compare your year one with someone's year seven. Like, yes. So true. Absolutely not. Like there's no way you can compare that. It does take years to build a business. It takes years to build a following and, you know, a lot of hard work and dedication. I mean, God will do his thing along the way. Like you say, if it is God's will, it's going to happen. But it still takes work. It still takes us to show up every day uh, and not to get caught in the comparison or thinking, even just comparing numbers and things. You can get lost in that. And the one, oh, yeah. the biggest thing I've learned, well, not the biggest thing, but one of the things I've learned, which is really important as we've been growing CWIB is it actually doesn't matter the amount of numbers you have following you on Instagram or on Facebook. At the end of the day, it's how well can you convert the person. You could have a following of 100 people on Facebook, but you know, have a 90% conversion rate for people who come for your service on the website. Or you can have 12,000 followers on Instagram and no one buys a thing. So, right. you know, you can't, yes. you can't compare your apples with someone else's apples. The most important thing you can do is focus on what's working for you and your business and your blog and, and focus on that. And it's different for, for every business. So what's number two, my dear? Yeah. So number two and number three, they're kind of what we were just talking about. So number two, I just said, put one foot in front of the other. You have, you need to have a plan, but don't get overwhelmed by all the things that haven't happened yet for you. And you just do the very next thing and the very next thing and just keep on going. It can just be overwhelming if you think, you know, long, too long-term and it can kind of stop you in your tracks. Like, Oh, it just seems so unattainable. But if you just make your to-do list for today, like, okay, by the end of the day or by the end of the week, I'm going to have this and this done and this is going to push me toward my goal, then that's, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So simple, yet so effective. Yes. <laughs> so like post it up all over because I am like such a planner and I want to know what's going to happen like way down the road. <laughs> that's not good. the hardest thing. Yeah. Yes. And then number three, we were just kind of talking about this as well. Um, you have to kind of put blinders on because there will always be other people who have more experience and who've done it better and longer than you. So blinders in the sense of just put your face kind of down and focus and keep going in the work that you're doing, not comparing to others. And also that whole scarcity theory is just false. And I think it's such a silent killer, especially for Christian women in business. Because that want that sense of comparing to one another, like I was talking about, it doesn't only hurt relationships with other women and potential connections you could have, but also it hurts your growth because then your focus is not on growing anymore. It's kind of focused sideways rather than forward. Yeah, absolutely. Makes total sense. I love it. Thanks. Thanking God for the ways that he's blessing you on your unique journey. That's something that I'm still learning to do and kind of practice as like a daily gratitude. And that helps me to keep focused on my journey because it keeps me passionate and excited for the women that I'm serving and not focused on what someone else is doing and what they're offering to their influence, yeah. influence like tribe. Absolutely. So it's just taking stock of your own crops. And yes. Going, you know what, God, I'm thankful for that and that and that mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> and, it and it's contagious yeah it is absolutely 
Yeah, I love it. You're sharing some really basic foundational points, but these basic foundational points are absolutely so powerful and we often forget them and think that they're irrelevant or or just bypass them, but they're actually great foundations like putting these all together lead to number two point number two that what you shared so far mm-hmm. putting one front of in front of the other like if you are deciding to go for it putting blinders on thanking god it helps you to keep putting that one foot in front of the other it's just great i love it number five oh, good so number four and five kind of join together a little bit um, connect with like-minded people in genuine ways and celebrate them. So on Instagram, that's kind of where I've connected a lot with other like-minded Christian women in business. And I feel like there are a ton of really genuine connections that I've made. There are also quite a bit of people who you can tell and you can feel from them that they're just trying to connect to push their agenda or to sell a product or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's just so important to establish connections in genuine ways because people see through that. If your purpose is to sell and to push, you're not going to create those meaningful connections that will further your business. Um, You need to be, you need to show up as you and actually take the time to build trust with other people and show that you're for them as well. Not just that you're trying to get something out of it for yourself. Yeah. I'm a big fan of blessing others. And always making sure that you're doing stuff that will bless the other person before it blesses you. And that, you know, through that is building meaningful relationships. And, you know, if, and I also hold that standard with other people as well. So if they contact us and like you say, you know, that they're, they've got a different agenda to how you maybe value relationships, I will not help them. Sometimes I call people up on it as well, I guess, because we get quite a few people contacting us. And people sometimes don't realize how hard it is to build a movement and to build like what we have and to just take it with a grain of salt and just think that people can just contact us and just expect something after all the hard work we put in. It, it gets under my skin. And I'm a very generous person. And I, if I want to collaborate or if I want to build a relationship I will always try and go out of my way to bless the person to build a relationship first to build the trust not with an ulterior motive but just that's the way you do business you don't go in there full throttle and go give me all you've got you go hey I'd love for you to come on our podcast you know I'd love for you to come and join us at our conference and speak or and you want to bless them and it might affect you now or it might affect you in five years time But the point of that relationship is to have a genuine relationship and not to go in there wanting to take from the other person. And even in our community, I set that expectation as well. So we've got a private Facebook community as part of our membership. And one of the rules in there is we don't sell. And I encourage women that if other women are contacting them through direct message, just selling them something to let me know, because that is not how we roll in CWIB. We build genuine relationships. It's a safe place for you to come and, like you say, encourage and support. And there are places and opportunities to show what you sell and what you're doing. Don't get me wrong, but that's not the way our community works. And, 
you'll find that when you do build that genuine relationship, beautiful collaborations come out of it. So we had a our conference in Feb and two of the girls, one is Upcycles uh, Furniture um, and the other lady is an interior designer. Girls, you know who you are if you're listening. Hello. And they got together at conference and they actually did a Facebook Live um, because one of them was doing a Facebook Live challenge. And then so they went into their hotel room and they did a Facebook Live together. So they did it on one of them's Facebook page. So the it's Sharon and Prue. So Sharon was the upcycler and she wanted Prue to come in and redesign the hotel room and talk about different ways you can use plant pots or whatever. And so they shared it at the conference and that was just an awesome collaboration. So I think when you do build those genuine relationships, beautiful things can come out of them and it's a really nice organic way of doing it. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Went off on a bit of a tangent there. So recap. No, I love that story. I love, I think I like, I don't know. It like gets me all fired up inside when I hear about other women who just are for empowering other women. It just, it, it's exciting because we can do so much more together. And that's just a great example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's recap. So number one, mm-hmm. have to decide to go for it. Uh, fear can keep us in a place of comfort commit it to prayer and go for it I guess it's the only way to put that number two is put one foot in front of the other just keep going keep taking those little baby steps all those baby steps build up to something big Uh, number three is to put blinders on and to be comfortable with other people doing things but don't compare your apples with their apples and then number four is thanking God for the unique ways he's blessing you because that will help you keep your eyes on your own grass and Mm -hmm. number five is to connect with other like-minded people and support each other and build genuine connections they're awesome great business fundamentals so can you share with us now how do you incorporate God into your business well I feel like it's fairly easy to because it it is a faith-based book that I wrote and a faith-based blog So in a way it's easy, but I still have to really check myself on all of those points that we've discussed, being Christ-like in interactions with other people and allowing God to lead where even where I feel like, oh, I have a big plan or dream in this area, I still want his leading because I know that when I allow him to lead is when I'm most effective. And also when I am following his lead, I'm more, I guess, surrendered and less likely to lean into fear. And so that's kind of how I incorporate God into my business on kind of a daily level. Yeah. And I think too, um, just to kind of backpack on this, I always think about how I could have totally missed out on this opportunity. Like if I would have just kept teaching, like which was comfortable and I, I was great at it and I never just listened to that nudge and, this whole idea of this business growing out of starting to write remain. I don't know. I just think there was so much I could have missed out on just by one different choice. Or if I just continued to listen to lies that I wasn't going to be good enough to be a writer I don't know. It just, it's crazy how much we could miss out on if we don't listen. Yeah. Just taking that time to stop, spend time with the Lord. Um, I call it my hour of power. It's usually more than an hour. (laughs) Yeah just spending that hour a week with God, getting into his word, praying, 
even just being still and just waiting on the Lord, literally, like yeah. just quieting your soul, quieting the noise and allowing that space for the Holy Spirit to move. I mean, God can talk to us in all different kinds of ways. I've been cleaning the kitchen Definitely. and suddenly I've got an idea, right? Like you just don't know when these bad boys are going to come. But like just the more you can spend in the words, the more you can realize how God kingdoms works and just the amazingness of even just how the Holy Spirit works. It's, it's really great. And the more you spend that time, the more your eyes will be open and the more hungry you'll become. And it just goes into this awesome cycle. So talking of the word, what is your Bible verse for this season and why? Okay, so my I kind of have two. Can I share two? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I would say like my life verse that I've kind of claimed, well, life passage, I guess, Philippians 4, 5 through 10. And I have an entry in my book about this passage, actually. So I had always focused on the part of this passage that talks about do not be anxious for anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But in verse five, it says the Lord is near. And so in my book, I talk about how that is kind of like a prerequisite for trusting God, knowing that he is near. And so before where I had been focused on not being anxious because it's something that I feel that I'm prone to. Now the focus could be on the Lord is near. So I don't have to worry. I don't have to be anxious. And so that's kind of been kind of a life verse for me, but specifically in this season, the kind of the reason for the title of this book was John 15, four. And it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain on the vine. And it goes on, but that just what we were talking about, like that daily abiding where you come and you're meeting God and just asking for his presence in your life and asking for his will of your business plans and whatever else. It just is life changing and it just takes just showing up and just saying yes. Yeah, I love that. It is literally as simple as what you just said, turning up and saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like simple <laughs> yeah simple's good tend to complicate things yeah oh gosh I think we all do <laughs> that's good John's such a beautiful book and I love that that place where Jesus is at and he's just kind of explaining to us that I am the vine you know stay with me and he just keeps the nutrition I guess his daily bread yeah in our lives and and keeps us going and gives us enough for the day. It's just beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing those two verses and for sharing all of your wisdom today. It's been lovely to, to hear the sweet yet powerful simplicity of them. It's really refreshing. So that's, that's really good. Thank you. Can you share with us where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so I'm kind of all over the place. I have, um, I'm on Instagram as Miss MS underscore Tara Smith. And then I have a Facebook group for my book. It's called Remain Book. And then also I have a website. Um, it's TaraSmithAuthor.com. And on the website, you can find um, more information about my book, uh, upcoming events that I'll be speaking at or doing book signings. 
And then, then I also have a little shop with some merchandise I've created kind of around the theme of my book and my blog, of course. That's cute. I love that. What merchandise have you made? So I have some shirts. My favorite one says, let it go, sister. <laughs> which is the one from my book and I just think it's so sassy and it's so fun but it's also like truth packed like I need that phrase all the time let it go yeah so I have that so a couple shirts like that and then my book as well as some prints that are actually quote pages from the book as well oh I love that that's cute yeah. we're a fan of prints here oh me too <laughs> that's awesome cool well thank you so much for coming on today's podcast show it's been a pleasure to interview you yeah and uh, we wish you all the best for your book and for your blog and we just yeah like you say hope that god's will will play out in all of your life and hopefully this is just the start of many more books to come absolutely that's the plan (laughs) (laughs) awesome well thank you so much listeners for listening in on today's show it's been so great to have you listening today wherever you are we look so much forward to opening our next intakes in a couple of weeks time so if you are interested in becoming a member i'd love to invite you remember that not only is it an investment for yourself but our investments go back towards bringing you these amazing podcasts and also our, uh, our app, CWIB app. If you haven't already got that, you can grab that free from Google Play or iTunes. Um, and it's got our daily Bible verses in there. The podcast show that you're listening to now, all our blog posts, plus more. So take advantage of that. You're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show, and we'll catch you next time. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.